You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday to you, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? Oh man, it's I'm doing my I'm still doing my best to hang in there over here. Aren't we all? One day, one day at a time. I take each day as it comes, but you know, it's a daily struggle. I make no it bones is. about it. You gotta go into every day with a positive attitude, motivated, yeah. and ready to tackle the world. Without a doubt. And if you and if you don't, if you if you look too much into the into the future, you could overwhelm oh, yourself. Yeah. You know. With a lot of things that probably aren't even worth worrying about in the end. That's oh, for sure. Brother, amen to that. Well, that's actually a great segue to today's topic, which I want to talk about being prepared for the mortgage process mm-hmm. and what the mortgage process is really all about, what it entails. There's so many people right now that are mm-hmm. either looking to refinance and get in before the rates skyrocket even more oh. or buying the home for the same reason, family needs, economic needs, etc. You need to know what to expect when it comes to the process of your loan and getting that mortgage through the system from start all the way to closing. Well, what are the different parts of a mortgage process then? Right. So the mortgage process, you can really break down to three different parts. You're going to have the pre-approval stage if you're buying a home or the proposal stage if Mm -hmm. you're refinancing. So that'd be the first stage. Then you're going to have the mortgage underwriting and the processing phase. So that's the middle stage. And then the final stage, which most people are familiar with, is the closing process where you're going to sign the final documents, send the funds that you need to finalize the transaction, close the deal, get the keys to your home, or in the case of a refinance, get the money that you were expecting from the refi to pay off debt, get a new uh, get a new mortgage loan, whatever the case may be. So those are the three main pieces of the mortgage okay. process. So maybe walk us through the milestones that will occur while a mortgage is being processed. Okay, so there are quite a few milestones that are going to happen, really uh, different checks that are going to be going through as we proceed through the process. So the first thing is going to be the loan application. Uh, the pre-approval, like I was just saying. So that's going to be when you give your loan officer all of your personal information on your financials, your name, your address, your income, employment, assets, all of that is going to be uh, received up front. Nowadays, a lot of that is being done electronically. So we'll have you fill out like a website or a questionnaire that you can fill out on your phone, tablet, or computer. And that's how we're going to gather that information. Um, Then we're going to be able to prepare a pre-approval for you, which is going to be based on what you can qualify for when it comes to actually getting the mortgage. What payment are you going to be looking at? What price range are you going to be looking at in the case of buying a home? Um, In the case of refinancing, what's your new payment going to be? What benefits are you going to get by refinancing? What debt can we pay off? What equity can we utilize um, from your property to achieve financial goals? Then we're going to move to the next stage, which is the contract. Now, if you're refinancing, there's not going to be a contract, so you'll skip this. But for uh, home buyers, there's going to be a stage where we're going to get that contract received. 
there might be a little bit of a pause in the process while you're looking for homes, negotiating, working with your realtor. But ultimately, in order to move to the next milestone, we need to get that contract fully executed, meaning everybody signed it and we're moving full speed ahead. Once we get the contract, then we can submit your loan to underwriting, which means that we're going to send all the documentation that you've given us in to have a review done by an underwriter who will make sure that you meet all the guidelines, make sure that your credit's where it needs to be, that there's no items that need to be fixed before closing. Make sure that the amount of money we say that you make on your loan application is actually documented and accurate. Uh, they're going to just do all those checks and balances. That's the underwriting. Then we're going to move into processing. So the milestone of processing is when a mortgage processor is going to be going through all of the different questions and concerns that the underwriter brings up and discussing with you and validating with you all that information. They might ask for an updated paycheck stub. They might ask for new bank statement or a question on a deposit on a bank statement. There's a law, you know, laundry list of different things that could be asked for, but the loan processing stage is where those questions and concerns are going to be handled. And then once they're handled, the next milestone is the clear to close. That's where the underwriter is going to come back and say, you've satisfied all the questions and concerns. You've given all the documents that we need and you're cleared to move to the closing phase. And that's the final phase, which is closing. That's hmm. when we do all your final numbers up. You go to an attorney or title company, you sign all the documentation. And in the case of a refi, you get your funds dispersed. Or in the case of a home purchase, you send your funds in and get the keys to your new home. How long does the entire mortgage process take from start to finish? I know it sounds like a lot. Yeah. I know it oh sounds overwhelming. That's why you know having a professional guiding you through this, holding your hand, is so, so important, as we always talk about. But the general rule in the current market is the entire process can take anywhere from 30 to 60 days. Now, I've had some circumstances where they'll be a lot quicker, especially if we get like a waiver on the appraisal of the home that you're buying or refinancing. That can take out a whole week or more from the process if we don't need an appraisal. Also, it can move more towards that 60-day-plus mark if there's delays, like if the home needs repairs before closing, that can delay things. If there needs to be a renegotiation with the seller of the home due to an inspection issue or something that came up, that can cause delays. So typically, it's in that 30- to 60-day window. Probably the average is right in the middle. They're around the 45 days. But like I said, it could be quicker or longer depending on the specific circumstance. Can you discuss um, the difference in the time in the process on a home purchase versus, let's say, a refinance? Yeah, that's a great question because there's a lot of differences. The purchase transaction can generally take longer because of the point of there's a lot of different people involved in the process. So you've got realtors involved, both on the buying and selling end. You've got sellers involved that are very in tune with selling their home and the money that they're going to receive when they sell their home. You also have attorneys involved. Typically on a home purchase, you're going to have two different attorneys involved. You're going to have a buyer's attorney for a home buyer, and then you're going to have the seller's attorney that's representing the home seller. So with all those different people involved in the process, as you can see, like the home purchase is going to take longer because any time that a change needs to be made, any time that a decision needs to be made, there's more than just one or two people involved. There's all these different uh, people that have to okay it, that have to sign off on it, that have to maybe research a little bit more. So that can really delay things. Now, on the other side, a refi 
can be very, very quick because there is no seller, there are no realtors, and there's maybe one attorney, uh, you know, for the that's doing your closing. So because you already own the home and you're not necessarily buying anything, a refi can be super quick. I mean, I've had refis in the last couple of months closing in two weeks, and that's phenomenal. It takes a lot of the stress and the uh, stress and pressure off of the homeowner because the longer things drag out, the more problems can occur, the more stress that happens, you know, the more questions and concerns go through somebody's head as things start to drag out. So that's the reason for the difference between a home purchase versus a refi is just all the different uh, parties involved and the things that need to get done. What do people do to slow down the mortgage process? I mean, why and why would you want to? Maybe because um, the person who's buying your house isn't quite ready or, or... I mean, there's a lot of different things that people do. I want to specifically focus the answer on... Uh, targeted towards home buyers uh, or homeowners that are refinancing. So the number one thing that I would say people do to slow things down is they don't disclose all the relevant information up front. Okay. Now, sometimes that can be because they forgot about something from years ago, a legitimate circumstance. We all have lapses in memory. Sometimes, though, people don't mention something because they feel like if they mention it, it's going to cause a problem. And if they don't mention it, they think maybe it can get swept under the rug. Maybe nobody will see it. A great example would be you had a foreclosure three years ago. Okay. Okay. okay? It was three years ago. You've moved on. Um, maybe they point blank didn't say, did you foreclose on your home? But it should be asked at some point. It's just sometimes those things again, in the minutia of the entire process and specifically the loan application, things can just get forgotten or misinterpreted. So that's really the biggest thing. It could be a foreclosure, like I just mentioned in that example. It could be a bankruptcy. It could be a divorce that you're like paying child support or alimony on that you forget to disclose, you know, that sort of thing. And it's going to get uncovered during the process. And then we're going to have to go back and get a bunch more documentation. It can bring up a, a lot of more questions and concerns from underwriting. So it's just better to be transparent with your lender up front. Tell them about the concerns or issues that you've had in the past. If you were denied for a mortgage in the last year or two, tell them why. You know, hey, I had a previous credit issue or I had a foreclosure, but now it's been seven years. Whatever the case may be, the more information you can give us, the more detail you can give us, the easier it's going to make the process. And like I keep saying, the more stress-free it's going to be. The next thing is documentation. So the mortgage process is a very document-intensive process. Everything that we say needs to be documented, whether it be with a letter of explanation, bank documents, income verifications, divorce decrees, child support, all these different things. There's different documents that can prove all these different pieces of the puzzle. So when somebody takes a long time to get their documents over, it puts the process on pause. So if we ask you for something, the best practice is get it to us within 24 to 48 hours. I have many of my best clients that will get me documents within hours. Mm. So I ask for something at noon. I've got it on my email or in my secure portal by two or three o'clock that day. So within just hours, mm. that keeps the process moving. That makes the process you know, speed up and really makes everyone a lot just more uh, enjoyable uh, as we move through this. So- I don't expect it to be your number one priority. People have families, kids, jobs, other obligations. But when a loan officer or processor asks you for documents, 
get it to them within 24, 48 hours max. If there's going to be a delay, communicate. That's the next thing that people do that slows things down is they don't communicate. They either don't respond to texts, emails, or phone calls in a normal fashion. I mean, look, again, you have obligations. It may not be immediate. You may not be able to pick up your phone while you're in a meeting at your job. But send a text saying, hey, I'm in a meeting, I'll call you back. Or send an email, hey, I have this going on. I'm in a conference today, I can't call you till 4 p.m. Communicate, over-communicate with everybody, with your realtors, with your attorneys, with your lender, with everyone. The more you can communicate, the better. The last thing we want is sending you a message at 10 a.m. asking you for something and we don't hear back for a day or two. That is like the worst thing you could do to slow down the process because then it just creates this domino effect where documents take too long and all these other things take even longer because you failed to communicate. And that will lead me to my last point on this about what slows down the process, which is people that vacation or are not available mm. at all when things come up. So again, understandably, everyone has lives and things to do, but you need to be communicating. If you're going to be somewhere where you can't take phone calls for a few days, then can we email? Can we text? What are our options? There's always ways to communicate. I've had home buyers and people refinancing overseas in Europe, in Asia, that were on vacation or are stationed out there in the case of the military. And we've been able to do transactions 100% by text, by email, without any phone calls. So just talk to your lender and the parties involved about things that are going to come up in your life that may impede your ability to communicate well. And let's work around those. Let's find solutions for those. Because I've heard of many transactions derailed where two weeks in, the buyer goes on vacation for two weeks to like overseas and they're not responding to anything. And nobody even knew until they go, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in uh, I'm in France. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that was going to be an issue. Uh, so, again, goes back to the communication. Do that. Be uh, very communicative, very clear, very concise and thorough in your explanations and your discussions with your lender and everyone involved. And you're going to be able to avoid a lot of the stresses and hassles that happen during this mortgage process. It sounds in listening to you, Rob, it sounds like people are their own worst enemy, you know, when it comes to uh, slowing down the process. You know, you're asking for all these things and, you know, you're on top of it. But listen, if the client isn't uh, isn't on top of it, there's only so much that you can do. So, you know, um, sometimes people have to look inward. I, I wish this process would move faster. Well, it's you, sorry to say, that's slowing it down, you know? Well, I mean, that, I, I think that's a good topic you bring up because I personally try to get these loans in and out as quick as we can. Like, the faster that we can get this done, the lower stress it's going to be and the less problems that can come sure. up, to be frank. Things expire like pay stubs, W-2s, bank statements, credit reports. Well, if we wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and we're out of there in two or three weeks, none of those potential things are going to happen. None of those items are going to expire. If it drags out for two, three, four months, that's where things can come up like that. So um, I would agree with you that a lot of it is look inward as a buyer or a homeowner that's refinancing and say, what can I do to speed up the process? Is there a way I can get my documents prepared yeah. and whatnot, and be prepared ahead of time. And if not, can I overly communicate to tell people there's a problem and it's going to need more time? All That's right, so the then, key. Then, Rob, let me ask you the opposite question. Can anything be done to speed up the process? Yeah, yeah, there, there can. The number one thing I'll say on that is be prepared. Submit all your documentation up front, all pages. Completeness is key. 
On that end, people will submit like a pay stub that's cut off maybe, like the right side is cut off of it or the bottom is cut off. There's yeah. a number that's blurry. That's going to hold up the whole process. We're going to have to go back to you and ask for that entire document all over again. The other thing that's very common is someone submitting a bank statement that's a six-page bank statement, but they'll only submit the first three pages or four pages. If it says page one of six, we need all six pages. I don't care if page five is blank. I don't care if page six doesn't state anything important on it. If it says page one of six, we need all six. If it says page one of three, we need all of them. No matter what you think is important, be complete, submit it all, and that'll definitely help move things along. The next thing is, as I mentioned earlier, when additional documents are requested, as they many, many times will be, you want to get those in within 24 hours, worst case, 48 hours, but hopefully within 24 hours or less. As I mentioned, a lot of my clients get me their documents within hours. When we can get that sort of volleyball going back and forth or tennis match, you know, I ask you, you send it back. I ask you something, you send it back. You ask me something, I send it. You see, it's just this volley going back and forth. Things tend to move quickly. There's a real synergy that goes on with yeah. the team. People feel like, okay, I've got the good people I'm working with. I've got professionals. This is moving along in the process. That's what everyone wants to feel. And they also want to feel empowered in the process, not like they're in the dark on anything. So communicate questions that you have, communicate concerns and communicate delays. Like I said, if you're going to be on vacation or have something come up where you're not going to be available, like, let us know. I had a client last week that said, I'm going to be out of town from this date to this date. So I'm going to have very limited access to email. I wrote that right on their file. So I knew during this four day period, it's going to be difficult to reach them. That helps me as a lender be proactive to ask you for things that maybe I think we might need while you're gone. I'd rather have them ready to go. So if the underwriter asks, I, I'm ready, I'm mm -hmm. prepared, then have to come to you two days into your vacation saying, hey, that W-2 you left at home from 2019, we need it now. And then you have to say, no, I can't do anything. I'm out of town. I won't be back for several days. So I think that that really helps speed up the process, that communication piece. So like you said, look inward. What can you do and implement the things we're talking about? You're going to have a much easier process and your lender will thank you for it. That's for sure. <laughs> Folks, yeah, I would imagine, as you know best. Folks, you're listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. I'm Gary Byron, along with uh, Rob Mor <laughs> Rob Weinberg. You know, Rob, I want to give you your, your website uh, really quickly. Um, it is uh, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. And the phone number is 860-413-3938. And I'll repeat that towards the end of the show. I can imagine, Rob, technology really playing an, an increasing role in the mortgage process. How is that? It is. It's it's had an increasing role gradually. And I think with COVID over the last few years, it's catapulted us to an even more innovating industry. Um, a lot of industries, you know, gravitated to technology and there was a ton going on with it. The mortgage industry has been slower to adapt, but I feel like in the last year or two, we've come, you know, right into the century that we're in, right into the innovation that we've seen in other industries that's finally made its way to mortgage and real estate. So some of the ways that technology is really helping to speed up the process and make it easier and less stressful for everyone involved would be automated verifications of income and assets. 
So there are tools that we can use as lenders to verify your income using third-party services that get payroll data from your employer. It's most commonly with like Fortune 500 companies and big employers um, that will give us that data. Um, but even with smaller companies, I've seen it lately where they'll feed that data in as well. So that makes it so instead of an employment verification taking a couple days, mm -hmm. an employment verification is instant. I click a button within seconds. I have back your employment history. I have back your income history. That can help us move things along very quickly. The other thing is assets, verification of assets. So long gone are the days when you had to submit all these bank statements and things. Sure, you can still do that, but we now have tools that are automating that process to where you can use these tools to log into your online banking one time, and then your lender can download the data that we need, like the last 60 days or the last 30 days of bank history. It'll give us everything we need on there. It also helps prevent fraud. These uh, technology innovations I'm talking about really do help to prevent fraud because they involve these third-party companies that validate the data before they send it to us. So it really helps on that end as well. The other big thing, probably one of the first things that I saw innovated in the mortgage industry with technology was electronic signatures or e-signing documents. So you've probably had an experience before, even if you haven't bought a home where you've electronically signed something like an insurance application or just anything that you've had to sign on your phone with your finger or that sort of thing. Now you can do the entire mortgage. Now, breaking news from the talk of Connecticut, WDRC disposal now. You can electronically sign those documents, and it will also allow us to verify that all the signatures are there so we don't have missing signatures. Whereas before you were signing all these papers, you might miss a signature or miss an initial when it comes to the actual electronic mortgage wow. application and the electronic disclosures. It actually allows mm. us to verify all the signatures are there. If you don't sign something or you miss an initial, it'll back you up and require that you actually go back and finish that before it's done. Uh, and then electronic transmission, using email, using text messages. Five, 10 years ago, that wasn't possible. That wasn't utilized. Now it is. I would say like 50% of my clients are utilizing email and text messaging, even more so text messaging than ever before. And the last thing I'll say with technology is um, tracking the status of your loan and using secure portals. Oh, so when you're actually okay. transmitting data to your lender, a lot of that data will have personal info. So security numbers, income info, and like previous addresses, things that are not necessarily public information on them. And what you want to do is make sure that that information is getting to your lender in a secure fashion. So in the last several years, there's been these secure portals come up, much like what you may use with your CPA or with your doctor to transmit data. Mm -hmm. Now the mortgage industry uses a lot of that too, where you can upload your data. It's encrypted, 128-bit encryption. So you know when you upload that W-2 or that tax return, it's safe. It's in an area Good. that's not Good. just going to be randomly viewed by anybody. And we can also use those same secure portals to track your loan status. So as you hit the milestones we talked about, pre-approval, submission to underwriting, uh, re resubmission, clear to close, all those different milestones we talked about earlier, as we hit those, how are you going to know as the home buyer? How are you going to know as the homeowner? The answer is the secure portal. We can hit the button or it will get fed in the data saying that we hit the milestone. You'll get a text message and or email saying, hey, 
we hit this milestone. Now you know we can also notify your realtors and other people in the transaction. So you can see technology is being embraced and it's being embraced in a big well, way and will continue to be. People are concerned about you know cybersecurity and things. Finally, um, what are your thoughts, Rob, about the future of the mortgage process? I'm super pumped and excited about the future of the mortgage process. And I've always been because I've hmm. seen the innovation, like I said, especially in the last few years. So I believe that the next couple years in the mortgage industry are going to absolutely trump what happened in the last couple wow. of years when it comes to technology. We're seeing more automation happening, more verifications happening electronically and instantly using technology. It's going to be a quicker process. I've heard people say you're going to be able to close a mortgage in seven days, even a purchase transaction in the next couple of years. And the reason that's going to allow to be occurring is because title searches that can take a couple of days to weeks, that process is starting to be sped up by technology. And also appraisals. The agencies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are now allowing desktop appraisals and some other appraisal options, more automated appraisal verifications, appraisal waivers, things of that nature. I believe those are going to be become even more embraced by mortgage companies and, and uh, mortgage servicers over the next couple of years, which will help this process just speed up even more. Uh, another thing is more electronic communication. So more communication, like we were talking about with automated um, text messages and emails, just keeping everyone up to date on the process and more data and document collection that's going to be automated. So a lot of the paperwork that you may have to submit right now today when you're getting a mortgage to buy or refinance, Three years from now, you may not have to submit any of that paperwork at all, oh my as goodness. crazy as it sounds. And I do firmly believe that with the innovation we're seeing in the next couple of years, you could get a mortgage in seven days or maybe even less than that. There is going to need to be some compliance wow. changes to allow that due to some of the rules like TRID that are in place and some of the timeframes that have to be met. But I'll tell you, once the regulation catches up to the technology, we're in a scenario where going on Amazon and actually buying a pack of gum or a box of tissues could be comparable, believe it or not, to actually getting your next mortgage. How far? Oh, man, I'm running out of time. How far into the future do you see that realistically? I, I mean, I would say on the low end, three years, probably five years on the higher That's end. That's still And the pretty reason good. I think it's that timeline is because we've seen so much get catapulted in the last two years that what's going to happen now? You know, technology wow. tends to just compound on itself as we move forward. And I think we're going to keep seeing that happen. So I like to be optimistic and say three years, even if it took five to seven days to get a mortgage. So you need to realize how far ahead that puts us to where we were even now or a year ago, two years ago. I remember when I started in the industry almost 20 years ago and, you know, three, four weeks, there were no appraisal waivers. So you close a loan in three, four weeks. That was really, really amazing. Nowadays, you know, with all these other things, that's kind of the norm, three, four weeks and 60 days on the high end. So I think it's just going to bring down that timeline so much more. And I believe that'll help more people get in the market because oh, yeah. it will take this scariness away of the mortgage, take the apprehension away from the mortgage, knowing that it can get done quickly because a lot of people don't like being in a process for so long. Folks, if you'd like more information, check out the website. It is ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Once again, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Poke around there. You get some of your questions answered. Of course, if you've got something very specific, you want to make an appointment with Rob, I strongly encourage you to give him a phone call. 860 413 3938. 
I'll repeat that for you. Write this number down, 860-413-3938. Incidentally, if you'd like to send uh, an email, maybe get a general question answered on this show. It could be as soon as next week. Uh, simply email us at Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday, have. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.